This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wentz Mode Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the FA Cup finalists, otherwise known as the Chelsea women's team. I'm your host, Dean, joined this week by both my co-hosts in a rare turn of events, uh, Jane and Dane. Jane, um, how was the trip to Meadow Park? It was nice and sunny. It's nice to go to a football game with no coat, shorts, and be nice and warm, no hot water bottle. Um, the day... The result was even better. It made the day. Yeah, I bet mum loved it. She didn't have to carry all your stuff. I know what you're like. She loved it. <laughs> and good to see you again this time, talking the women's team after our fan cast cameo. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I saw you on, on on Thursday. It was Thursday or Friday, but I'd be uh, via that Chelsea podcast on Sunday. Uh, Yes, yeah, so, so it's been a great weekend for football, hasn't it? And Chelsea teams in general. So after doing those two podcasts and talking about the men, it's it's nice to come back and finally talk about our women's team. And I was just wondering when you, when you obviously you asked Jane what was it like being at the game. I'm presuming that both times Chelsea scored, it's because Jane went to the toilet. Funny enough, I went in the first half and it didn't work. So I was like, I'm not even going to bother going again. I'm just going to hope for the best and hope <laughs> a goal comes. And eventually, a goal did come. I tried it once and it didn't work, so I was like, I'll give up. At least you tried. I tried. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we couldn't talk about a win as massive as this without a special guest. Um, they don't come uh, much more special than the Chelsea Women Supporters Group, Kerry Evans. Kerry, welcome back to the show. Good to see you again. Hey, great. Thanks for having me again. It's always a pleasure. It's always our pleasure to have you uh, on the show. Um, how was your trip to Meadow Park last year as well? You was there? I mean, it was stressful, but we got the great result, and it was just a it was a great day to celebrate watching their game in the library. And did you do both FA Cup semi-finals? Yes. How did you manage that? We have a special driver called Jane, who drove uh, me and who I went with Linda 
to a train a tube station so we could just get straight tube straight to Wembley. That is special commitment uh, to both Chelsea teams, men and women, and uh, two two nil wins. So carry the lucky charm. Must be. Um, now we are here to talk about the two nil win over Arsenal in the FA Cup semi final, which took place this past Sunday, the seventeenth of April, at Meadow Park in Borehamwood. Uh, Chelsea lined up in a 3-5-2 formation with Anne Katchenberger in goal, a back three of Millie Bright and Nick Nguyen and Jess Carter. Neve Charles, Sophie Ingle, Aaron Cuthbert, Jito Young and Guru Wrighton made up the midfield with Bethany England and Sam Kerr continuing their partnership up front. Emma Hayes used just two substitutions in this game, bringing on Penilla Harder for Sam Kerr in the 72nd minute and Jesse Fleming came on for G in the 79th minute. This left Sachira Musovic, Magda Eriksson, Mara Mielda, Drew Spence, Jonna Anderson and Alsu Abdelina as the unused substitutions. Stats-wise, Chelsea had 52% possession, 13 shots, 7 on target, 5 corners and 10 fouls to Arsenal's 48% possession, 5 shots, none on target, 3 corners and 8 fouls. Uh, Kerry, inside the ground when the team news dropped, obviously, what was the reaction like amongst the porters? You know, no Penilla Harder, no Jesse Fleming. But you could kind of see what Emma was going for, couldn't you? Yeah, I don't think there was really a reaction. I didn't hear anyone really say anything about the time. It was just like, it was the whatever the team is. So I don't think, no one really said like bad things about it or good things about it. It was just one of those, you just never know with internationals, like who's fit, who's jet lags. So yeah, you could, and you never know what Emma's going to game plan is. So you just hope for the best. Yeah, obviously, lots of experience on, on show there. Social media is slightly different. Um, Dane, AKB back in goal. I know we spoke about her and Muzovic quite a lot recently, but you know, given that Muzovic withdrew from the Sweden squad with an injury that we didn't know the extent of, um, kind of expected AKB in goal. And I suppose the good thing is you didn't have to make one save. No, no, she didn't. And, you know, not that I want to praise Arsenal too much, but I did think they started quite well. I thought they looked full of energy and movement. You know, they looked mobile and fresh and coming off an international break. You know, I, I only presume because they was practically the home team, wasn't they? And, and and that obviously gave them that extra, like, sort of a spirit in their legs. But, you know, even... I think, we, you know, we were clearly... We clearly reverted back to tactics that we saw pre-Christmas, didn't we? Where, you know, a lot of direct, a lot of long balls. And I think that... You know, if Arsenal had had watched us a lot recently, maybe they were caught in two minds how we would play because we have, we, you know, we have changed our style in recent months. You know, I thought in my head we looked like we were playing with the shackles on a bit. You know, uh, adding with looking a little bit lethargic and, and slightly limited. But you know, once once the, the days have progressed, I just thought you know, I, without be, probably being too harsh, and I thought we were just more tactical and disciplined and smart. You know, I know Emma said that she was not happy with that first period, but, you know, it did limit Arsenal to... We obviously had a game plan and it limited Arsenal to next to nothing. And that's why that they... Uh, and Katchenberger didn't have a save to make. Yeah, exactly. What um, Emma actually said, Jane, was the first 20 minutes were horrific. Um, was there a feeling in the ground that it was going to be a bit of a long day after that opening spell? This sort of first half seemed to go on forever. And I don't think it helped at Boreham Wood. There's no time, like, clock or anything. So no one sort of knew what the minute it was. But I did think that first half, I was like, if we keep playing how we're playing, we're not going to get the result we wanted. Yeah, it's funny that they don't have a clock. And then the team sheet, they've got lots of old players, um, you know, 
rather the, the clock and the right squad list. But there we go. That's <laughs> Arsenal. Um, Kerry, after that period, as Dane said, Chelsea started to settle. You could sort of feel them coming back into the game, couldn't you? After that opening you know, exchange. Yeah, as as everyone said, like that first 20 minutes, you just think, oh God, this is just not going to be our day. But I think they just start, yeah. Emma must have said something at half time. So we were growing into the last part of the second, of the first half. And, and whatever Emma said really works because it we were just much better in the second half and totally dominated the game. Yeah, that five to 10 minute spell down before half time. You know, Chelsea were really on top of the game, probably a little bit unlucky not to you know, go into half-time 1-0 up. Do you think that period convinced Emma to stick with the game plan at half-time? Yeah. She had, did have, I think it was Magda and Peniel was ready to come on. Probably, yeah. You know, as you said, you know, for, for like last 15 minutes, you know, our tackles and our passes were starting to connect. We looked like we'd shrugged off the uh, international break cobwebs. You know, a few good moves obviously gave us confidence and had, uh, obviously had Arsenal thinking because, you know, I don't know if Arsenal thought, especially in that first 20, 30 minutes where, where they were on top of the game or they just uh, adjusted and, and coped with obviously the condition and, as we mentioned, international break uh, hangover better. But, uh, yeah, no, we, just, we was always going to come into the game because we're a, we're a class team. We just need to settle. And, and once we did, yeah, we, we you could tell we were just starting to give Arsenal something to think about. And that halftime uh, came at a good time for Arsenal. And I didn't originally think it was a good time for us. But, but obviously, that obviously helped Emma because she saw how, how well we came back into the game. And that, you got to think she's, you know, as, as, as a tactical manager as she is and a top class manager, she's obviously thinking, well, I can either go two ways here, which is pretty obvious. You know, I stick stick to what we what we've worked out in in, in week in midweek and training, or, or I change of tactics to how we've been playing recently. Hindsight's one or thing. If we had have changed tactics, how we would have played recently, we're playing against a a much better team than than recent opponents, and it might have opened us up a little bit and uh, given Arsenal uh, more spaces and gaps. Yeah, Kerry, I don't know if you saw it at half time. I think it definitely was Magda and Panilla were had their kits on on the sideline. It looked like they were both coming on. And then as the players come out, they put their bibs on last minute. Was there any sort of indication they were coming on at half time or just a bit of mind games from Emma? Well, we know Emma Bree is mind games or it's, it was rather hot. So they could just been, they needed just to put the shirt on. <laughs> but yeah, I did I didn't know because we were on the other side. So I couldn't really see what was going on the other the other side of what was going, yeah, where the players were. Yeah, interesting. Hopefully someone asked Emma at one point in the future, we'll find out what happened. Um, as we got to the end of the first half in this review, we're going to take that ad break now. Uh, we'll be back after these messages. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? 
Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews, and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back to Wentzamo Kings Meadow. We are still here with Dane, Jane and Kerry to look back at the 2-0 win over Arsenal. And we're just heading into the second half of our match review. And Kerry, two go massive moments in the in the second half. The first fell to Arsenal with Beth Mead having a, a great chance she put just wide, followed by Guru Wrighton's wonder strike. You know, in these big moments, it's those little details that decide these matches, isn't it? And it went in Chelsea's favour this week. 100%. Beth, um, yeah, with Beth, she should have scored. She did all the hard work. I think we all thought that was going into the bottom corner. And when it's trickled past, that, that just summed up the game. for like They had no luck, but that's fine. I'm not moaning they didn't have any luck. And Guru, we you just got to take your chances, and Arsenal didn't take theirs, and we did. Yeah, Jane. I mean, what can you say about that goal by Joe Wrighton? Um, what was it like in the stands? Was it limbs all over the place? Well, the first thing I thought when she scored was, yes, I had her on play predictor. That's like full <laughs> points. I'm going to win this week. <laughs> but obviously, we was just so happy that like someone had scored. We was waiting for it, and I think there was a lot of people jumping in the air, shouting and screaming. Yeah, Dane, I think that goal really you know, was a sucker punch to Arsenal, having that great chance and then going 1-0 down. It seemed to sort of knock, knock the stuffing out of them, didn't it? Yeah, that, as, as Kerry said, that when Beth Mead turned on that sixpence and mm-hmm. almost sent poor old Anik Newham back to PSV, I thought it was in the bottom corner. Uh, I couldn't believe it. You know, my, my, my bottom jaw dropped and I, I, you know, and I couldn't hear a cheer for, and I, I couldn't work out how she didn't score because a player of her quality, uh, yeah, I, I would expected her to score. But, you know, it maybe obviously some of the players, you know, confidence dropped as well. But, you know, Guru's goal was, was like a wonder goal. So sometimes in football you think, you know, there's not a lot you can do, you know, as Andy Gray said many, many moons ago, you know, you don't stop them. So, you know, it, you, you dust yourselves down and, and, and go again. But they look, it really looked like it knocked their confidence and, and, and knocked the stuffing out of them, uh, which which was a surprise. But, 
this you know it seems like Arsenal in recent months have have you know haven't been themselves I always wondered because they had a sh- I've said before on this on this, on this fan cast uh We've had they've always had about a strut about them, you know, and a cockiness about them, which which was a surprise because they haven't won anything yet. And out of all the teams, you know, in in, in the women's top league, they're the only ones who, who sort of like I get a feeling that they, you know, they thought it seemed like they thought the job was already done. And do you know what I mean? You can't you can't be like that in football because when no matter when you, when you think you're on top, football has a nasty habit of kind of biting you on the ass and. In recent weeks and recent games, uh, it seems like Arsenal have been bitten on the arse a few times. And yeah, it's 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 wherever it comes from the players or the managers or need to come together. Not not that it bothers me, you know, but they're I think they're struggling at the moment. And yeah, that right and goal just yeah, it did look, it did look like it knocked the stuffing right out of them. Yeah, it did, it did feel like they thought they'd already won the league at least, you know, very early on in the season when they you know had their games obviously before the season started in the Champions League. And I don't uh, mind confidence, Dean. I like it, you know, attitude and a confidence. But there's a, you know, there's a, there's a line, isn't there? And there's a level of that. And yeah, there was something about certain players. You know, you can always guarantee the ones who are going to get booked and foul, and if things ain't going their way, and yeah, they're a funny lot. Really, are a funny lot. Yeah. Well, if you've got confidence, you've got to back it up um, yeah. with actual success, and we yet to see that from Arsenal. Um, Kerry, we then saw you know Beth England had a good chance that was well saved uh, by Zinsberger. But then you know, G with a rocket from outside the box. Did it feel like then that it was game over? I would, yes and no, because you never know with Arsenal because they have the got they have got quality players. But when that goal, when G hit the bar and then went in, it was just and then her standard knee slide towards us. Yeah, it was just a little bit of a party at Boringwood, and the Arsenal fans went dead quiet well they were dead quiet anyway but more than dead quiet yeah they should have started the journey home uh jane watching on the tv it looked like as i said to kerry go game over and you know arsenal made changes they brought on the likes of tobin heath but it didn't really change anything in the game did it no i don't think they really had anything left in them after it went 2-0 the changes they made didn't seem to make much change for the team um, and I think but after G scored, they knew that was it. They were going out of the FA Cup and we were going to Wembley. Yeah, absolutely. I liked G's um, interview afterwards. You know, Jesse Fleming told me to score and I did, um, <laughs> which was quite to the point. Uh, Dan, just how impressive do you think that second half performance was? You know, Jonas Idevel, the Arsenal manager, said before the game, you know, we can't play into Chelsea's hands again. But they just played in Chelsea's hands again. It felt like a repeat of the FA Cup final. Yeah, Idaval, yeah. Well, what have we learned from him since that first game of the season when his uh, celebrations cemented a place in our minds? Uh, well, he, he likes to talk, doesn't he? Very similar to uh, Mark Skinner up at Man United. Obviously, not as much because no one can outtalk Mark Skinner. And what you find with these, when what you find with these managers and, and top teams, they will make it all about them, you know. It's probably to take the focus away from the opposition and, and and not show them too much credit and praise, you know. Within reason and rightly so, I agree. I agree with that. But he he didn't have any answers. You know, it played right into our hands. We seemed like we went up a few levels, and they've dropped down a few levels. You know, I I 
it, again, I don't want to give them too much credit. You know, they, they did quite a good job on us in the league game, in the nil-nil league game, because they knew they had to stay stay in that game and get something out of it. Because uh, they, they were top at the time and it would have been terrible for them to come and lose. And they tactically done a good job. It was a lot better than his uh, coloured cards at Wembley in, in the final, which... which uh, it's a shame he's actually got rid of them because I would have liked to see them again because I think even some of the players got confused. I, I don't know if it was McCabe who, who got the coloured card in her face saying, like, you wasn't listening or uh, at Wembley, which was quite funny. Uh, but, yeah, you know, as I said, they, they, they dropped down a few levels and sometimes as a manager and a coach, there's nothing you can do if, if you know, if you bulk of players just... Uh, just have accepted defeat already, which is, it, you know, that's, sometimes that's football, isn't it? Yeah, I think that the momentum shift from Wrighton's goal following on from the miss, I think that was you know the critical part of the game. And what we've learned about Idavo is when he mentions any sort of animal before a game, he often loses. Um, <laughs> FA Cup was black cats, this week was squirrels. We'll see what next season's got to bring for him uh, in the animal stakes. Um, Kerry, I just want to talk about a few players sort of now I've gone through the main moments of the match. Uh, I want to start with Jess Carter because in the first half, she really kept us in the game with some great challenges, didn't she? Yeah, she's growing in confidence, I think, from the beginning of the season, well, from last season and this season. She's been one of our best players this season and she had a great first half, like, weren't getting past her. Like, she's just been, she's been great. Yeah, 1v1 defending has come on so much and obviously she's learned, you know, Harsh lessons in football, playing for Chelsea. She's made mistakes that she's owned up to and come back much better. Um, Jane, I wrote a piece for my Honestly Chelsea FCW website on Neve Charles. Um, in recent weeks, Emma's gone with Jess Carter on the right, the right to win back position um, because of that defensive focus. But obviously she had to play her this week, but she showed against Caitlin Ford that she's got all the qualities needed to be the modern you know, wing back in this team, doesn't she? Yeah, I think Neve's been playing brilliantly recently. I still don't know why she can't even get a minute play time at England. It's pointless. When she, her and Beth got COVID and then she went back to the camp, I said to my mum, I said, it's pointless her going because we all know she isn't going to get the minute she deserves. And I think that is what she's aiming for now, to keep trying to show Serena that she is worthy of this England Euro squad. And I think this is why she has stepped up because she wants to go to the Euros like a lot of the players do want to do. Yeah, I think she'll go to the Euros, but because her name's not Lucy Bronze, I don't think she's going to play much. But hopefully, after the Euros, some players retire and get out of the way. <laughs> um, Dane Gura Wrighton obviously scored a fantastic goal. Should she be involved in our Player of the Year conversations? Absolutely. She's been amazing. It's, you know, when you've got such a, a, an amazing team, successful team, consistent team, you know, we're talking about different a number of players each week about who should be talked about you know at, at the end of the season player of the season awards and she, you know we've talked we're just talking about Neve uh, you know how, how how much she's come on you know a couple of weeks ago is Erin uh and and now it's Guru you know she's she's always been extremely talented you know she's played in a few different positions this season but I suppose like Erin she started to secure that regular starting position She's added more goals and assists uh, to an all-round Chelsea game. And I say Chelsea game as in her Chelsea career because, you know, at her previous clubs, at club le level, she had a one in two, you know, average. So she could always score goals. She's always had it in her game, you know, and she's been 
probably regularly this season more consistent and more regularly putting in top class performances. Uh, and uh, you, you know it's different because if big players will make a difference in big games, then that's what she's doing. And she's, you know, should be rightly talked about in the end of the season awards because you need your big players to step up and you can't just expect it to be Penilla, you know, Sam or, or Fran, you know, the expected goal scorers. But what you found with, with certain players this year, you know, you just previously talked about Jess, you know, I've obviously said Aaron. And, and and Neve, you know, they're all starting to, to 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 step up and to really cement that place at a top level. So then it's not just all on the, the few players; it's a, it's a whole team effort and to build on this for the future, because you know Jess, Erin, uh, and Neve are at such good ages uh, that that can only help. And yeah, you know, when you've got so many different talented players, then. It, you expect it to work from one of them. And, and as I said, Guru this season has been, you know, top, top, absolutely amazing consistently and her performances shown that. And, you know, us, us, us as football people, you know, we've seen it and she's rightly getting the uh, praise she deserves. Yeah. I think without, you know, harder, without Fleming, you're looking at, you know, G and, and Guru to be the creators and, and make things happen. And, and they both did um, in this game. Uh, Kerry, I was a bit surprised not to see Magda Eriksson uh, on the pitch to start. Apparently she was not well in the week. Um, how true that is, we don't know. Uh, but the defence, again, absolutely incredible. I mean, Emma said after the game, we got a clean sheet and limited them to one chance in the first half. Defensively, we were solid. That's our foundation. And it was, you know, Nick Nguyen who picked up player of the match and she really impressed up against Blackstinius, who has you know, really found her feet in the WSL. I think the biggest comment you can give Anique was, was did Blackstinius play? Because I don't remember, like, she hardly touched the ball. She didn't really give anyone any things to worry about. So Anik did her job perfectly because she wasn't even playing. Like, if you, if, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, the fact that the you know, Medima and, and Ford were, were limited as well meant that she didn't get no service. So the whole of the defence, mm-hmm. uh, including the wing backs, uh, did very well. Uh, Jane Emma also said after the game that this win means nothing for the league. We're in the final at Wembley. That's where we want to be. Uh, do you believe her? Or do you think that this win gives Chelsea an extra boost and Arsenal a bit of a knock in confidence going into the final, was it four games of the season now? I think it will give us a boost to sort of, we've right, we've got to the final. Now we've sort of got to focus on the league with the final sort of in the back of our head until the last game of the season because obviously the final comes after. So I think it will push the players. They've got one thing out of the way now to focus on the next thing. And I think it wouldn't surprise me if sort of the way Arsenal play, I think they're playing on Sunday as well, whenever they're playing, they'll sort of, they won't be their best as what they were at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I'm not sure Arsenal actually got to play in the league. Um, so if I don't know how many big games they got. I know our running is, is a bit harder with Tottenham twice. I'll have a look quickly. Um, we've got Burnham City away and then obviously Man United at home on the final day, which is going to be... Yeah, they're away. Massive. They're away. To, they're away at Everton. So you never know what you're going to get with Everton. I mean, they've yeah, then they've then a home up to Aston Villa, home to Tottenham, and away to West Ham. Yeah, so possibly you know, obviously West Ham, Aston Villa, Everton, not really got anything to play for, but especially Tottenham and North London derby that could be a game when they drop. But anyway, it doesn't really matter because we win our four games. 
um, we will be champions. Um, Dane, another FA Cup final is a chance to win two FA Cups in one season. Um, it just sounds like a Chelsea thing to do, doesn't it? Yeah, especially as you get that potential trivia question, don't you? Which club won two FA Cups in the same season? That could be going on for the next how many centuries? You know, it is a Chelsea thing. Uh, we do we do it completely different to others. They keep us on the edge of our seats and probably test the lengths of our fingernails, but we wouldn't have it any other way because, you know, we all love them. And, you know, you've got to appreciate these times because success does come and go. And then it's it's how you can stay at those levels. And and, and what Emma has brought to, to Chelsea is, is, is the success and the trophies. And now she, she's keeping us playing at these consistent levels. Where we're always in the shout. We're in finals. We're winning trophies. So, you know, adore them while they're here, you know adore her while she's here and, and the top class players because it is it's not nice little quote isn't it it's a Chelsea thing and you know no matter what anyone says or all the crap you can get on Twitter or any other social media you know to know that we've already won a few trophies this year already and we're still on for the other two and in such an amazing position is is so special and you know we, we are very lucky to to have this uh just at this at this part of the season yeah, obviously you had the the men's team which won the last FA Cup at the old Wembley and the first FA Cup at the new Wembley. Yeah, the FA Cup and Chelsea, they just go together. Um, Kerry, it's going to be a repeat of the Conti Cup final against Manchester City. You beat West Ham 4-1 in the other semi-final. Um, nice bit of revenge on the cards. It'll be nice, sweet revenge. And then we can say we've won the FA Cup twice in, twice in one season. So it'd be nice revenge. I think it'd be a totally different game because all our players hopefully won't have COVID and be ill. So hopefully we'll be full strength. And we can play it on a proper football pitch. Exactly. Yeah, that's going to help as well. Um, Jane, a bit of a strange coincidence in the cup finals this season. Obviously, Chelsea men's team are going to play Liverpool in the FA Cup final. They also played to them and lost in the Carabao Cup final, which is their Conti Cup. Uh, obviously, we've got Manchester City twice. But I think it just speaks volumes of Thomas Tuchel and Emma Hayes that they've guided their players to you know, two cup finals. Um, they're both doing well in the league, despite everything going on around the club. Um, just you know, great kudos to them that they're able to keep their players focused on the job. Yeah, it shows, like you said, despite what's going on behind the scenes with the club at the minute, the managers are doing their best to sort of try and get what's best for the team. And I think it is weird that we're playing the same teams that we both played in the League Cups. And I think us both losing the League Cups is going to give us more sort of strength to go out and win the FA Cup. And I have faith in both teams that we're going to easily do it. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to choose the one to win, you're going to go for the FA Cup, really, aren't you? So we can let Liverpool Man City have the League Cups this season. Um, That could be our our charity duty done. Um, But we're going to take the FA Cup from here. Um, Dana, don't really know how to end this, but what more can you say about this team? They're just phenomenal. Well, they, yeah, they are phenomenal. They're, you know, without doubt, one of the best sides in world football. You know, and up to this point, we have been so successful, an absolute joy to watch. And every season, they take us on such a ride. But as you said, you know, previously a couple of minutes ago, Emma Hayes will know at this point that we haven't won the league or the FA Cup yet. Obviously, we won last year's FA Cup, but not obviously this season's. And she, you know, she would have to keep us focused, disciplined, 
keep the players completely drilled on the end goal. You know, it's all in our hands and it could and should turn out to be the most successful season in our history. But yeah, without doubt, you know, as you said, as I said earlier and repeating myself, we're, we're so lucky to, to be able to watch this this group of players, you know, Emma, her coaching staff and yeah, enjoy it while, while it lasts uh, because yeah, they are absolutely amazing and and in, in such a great position as well at this at this you know at this sort of end of this, uh, coming close to the end of the season and to be there whereabouts and have a chance it, it's in all in your hands, isn't it? Man City in the final will be hard, you know they've got a lot of their injuries back and they're looking better already, but you know we know in our day we can match them. We had an off game obviously in in, in the recent cup when we lost them cup final, but. I've no doubt that Emma will be sitting down with her coaching staff and going through all those videos and, and come up with a successful way to de- defeat them. And uh, what a great summer it will be. And hopefully, once uh, our ownership is sorted out, then Emma can start building for, for the future next season and 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 players come in and go in and uh, it will start again and it, it will carry on being successful. Yeah, absolutely spot on. Yeah, so as we've said, Chelsea will take part in the FA Cup final on Sunday, the 15th of May 2022 at Wembley. Kickoff time to be confirmed. Uh, Kerry might be a bit soon to ask, but people are going to want to know what it will be the ticket situation to sit with you know, the best supporters in the world. Jane, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> no one knows. Don't ask. Buy your own tickets. <laughs> it's, um, it's a complete nightmare at the moment. We... <laughs> The club and the FA are just being as awkward as each other. So I don't know what's going to happen. I think just keep an, keep an eye out. Yeah, I would say don't buy one just yet. Just give it a week, two weeks maybe. Um, follow the Chelsea Women Sports Group on Facebook and on Twitter at Chelsea Women SG. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you'll see the information there. And then Jane will put you a ticket. Um, it might I'm actually us. not. I've actually retired this time round. I can't do it. You're I've not got too to much retire. going on. Stop the Sorry. days out. Stop the nights out for a week. <laughs> sort out the FA Cup final. That is your job. So you've got to I've do it. I've stepped down for this one. I'll be back next season. No, but you did the last one and we won. So if you stop, we're going to lose. No, but then I did the one at Wim- Wimbledon and we lost. So this is a Wimbledon. So this is at Wembley. It's all <laughs> part Maybe. of the universe. <laughs> Um, so we haven't actually recorded since uh, Frank Kirby released her statement, which I'm trying to find at the same time as talking to you right now, um, where she will be unavailable for the foreseeable future. Um, she tweeted out a message or Instagram a message that said, I'm sad that I have to write to you all another message like this. With this being an ongoing issue throughout my career, it was time to put my health first. Thank you to everyone who has taken the time to message. I'm doing everything to try and come back once again. But until then, I will be the biggest Chelsea FCW and Lioness's biggest fan with you all. Um, Kerry, you're a massive loss, but for Fran, you know, it's important that she puts her health first again, isn't it? She's a massive loss, but I think we tweeted and we basically said, like, your health is far more important than anything. So hopefully she can come back and she'll be stronger than ever. Yeah, Dane, the fact that she mentioned the Lionesses seems like she's not going to be available for England this summer, which missing your home European Championships is a, a massive moment in your career. So it must be serious for Fran to say, actually, I need to put myself before you know, the football on the pitch right now. 
Yeah, uh, once I absorbed the, the message, yeah, I, and I noticed it, I put two and two together and I thought, oh, sugar, she's mentioned the linuses and that's a worry because that means obviously that puts her out for the rest of the season. Obviously, sporting-wise, you know, puts her out for the rest of the season for Chelsea and potentially for over summer of England. But as Kerry said, you know, everything else is put on the back burner uh, when it comes to sports because this is life, you know, this is personal and... And I wouldn't want her playing uh, for us with, with all the off-field off problems, you know, you need, if you need to take time away, even you do that for yourself and your health, you know. She is loved, she is adored. I uh, hope she, she, she knows how much. I hope she can feel the love and, and the appreciation and, you know, she can take all the time she needs. And, you know, let's be honest, she, she hope, uh, she's got Emma Hayes behind her. And again, I, I can only keep on praising Emma Hayes and the coaching staff so much. And and just the family of the, of the Chelsea women's team and, and the supporters. And hopefully, you know, she can just find something within that to, to get her back where she wants to be and at, at the top level of football. But yeah, you know, she takes as long as she wants because that's the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jane, I suppose the positive we can look into this is that the last time she was out and suffering, she came back probably better than she had ever been before for Chelsea. And we could hope that she can replicate that uh, next season. Yeah. That's the sort of way I looked at it. The comeback she had, was it last season or the season before? I can't even remember when she came back from her last injury. I think it was last season. Last season um, she came back. Yeah. Yeah. So the comeback she had then and what a brilliant season she played and the way she started off this season that is all we can sort of look forward to that she's going to she's going to have a comeback regardless when that time is we don't know but we just would rather her get better than rush back and then obviously have to go again yeah absolutely i know fran obviously is not going to listen to this podcast but we wish her you know, all the best and we're with her all the way um sadly that is all we've got time for this week we will be back next monday to look back on our wsl game with tottenham this coming sunday um if you haven't seen already, because we've not recorded since it's either, but we launched our future Ball Hers campaign uh, where the podcast is hoping to offer some boot sponsorship for some young Chelsea supporters uh, next season. Um, there is a form to register interest, which is available on our social media pages. It will also be in the link to this episode. Um, so if you have a daughter aged between 5 and 15 and she plays football or she wants to play football, we want to try and offer as many of them you know, boot sponsorship. So if you want to be involved in that, uh, please fill in the form and we will be you know, trying to work out a way to do it um, in the next few weeks, ready for next season. Um, Kerry, thank you for joining us once again. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you on. As I said, thanks for having me. It's, it's always great to talk to people who care about women's game. Absolutely. Uh, Jane, good to see you as well. Um, it seems like it's been a while very busy but um thank you for giving up some of your evening um to see yeah. me and dane yep no i'm back um hopefully actually if you're recording the one monday i'm i'm not available i'm going to fort park for the day there we go um so you won't see jane but i'll see day. you whenever i see you yeah absolutely uh and dane you know despite your attempted banter on that chelsea podcast um it's a genuine pleasure to see you genuine banter Attempted banter. Attempted I was an innocent. I, I was an in, innocent bystander. It was uh It was Nick and Rob who was going in on you. I was embarrassed for them, to be honest. <laughs> if you say so, um, I won't tell you to go and listen to that Chelsea pod because 
genuinely you know, heartbreaking to hear. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter at Mokings Meadow, me at Dean Mears, Jane at Jane Chapel X, Dane at DWIT9, and Kerry at Kerry Evans. You can also find us on Instagram at Went to Kings Meadow. If you want to find a fun and friendly community to talk all things Chelsea, then please check out our Discord channel. And if you love what we do and want to help support the show even more, then please consider joining us on Patreon. The links for all of that will be in the description box of this episode. Thanks for listening. And until next time, from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep blue flag flying. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.